Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to Casual Watch News. You're joined by Sam and Chris. How have you been, Chris? A little under the weather, but... <laughs> yeah, sorry everyone, we haven't uploaded for two weeks because Chris has been under the weather. Suffering a little uh, little strep throat that uh, I got the wrong antibiotics for, and then I had to go back to urgent care and get the right antibiotics for, so... <laughs> yeah, so sorry, so sorry everyone, we haven't uploaded for a couple of weeks. Also, anyone that is subscribed to my YouTube channel, which it all should definitely be, the Casual Watch Reviewer. I also haven't been uploading recently. I'm going to start again this week, but January's been a... It's a really slow month for YouTube, so um, I kind of had, I've just had a little bit of a break last week, although I have got some exciting content coming soon. So, nice. Chris, let's um, let's dive into it. As with each of these podcast episodes, we love to talk about the watches that we're wearing this week and also the, our watch obsessions for the week. So, Chris, I'll let you kick that one off. What watch have you been wearing this week? Uh, this week, been a toss-up between uh, my uh, Bell & Ross uh, Zen 103 chronograph, and then uh, I've got the uh, Steinhardt Ocean Titanium GMT on my wrist today as my kind of knockabout weekend watch. Yeah, you know my view on Steinhardt, but I have <laughs> promised you I will review it honestly. Yeah, I am not yeah. the world's biggest Steinhardt fan, but you, know, you kindly offered to let me test drive this watch so look for that coming on the uh, channel soon see if you can change my mind i doubt it but let's see if you can change <laughs> yeah, um, yeah yeah i think oh did you get your bell and ross back from servicing yet so it's no uh but i i got it uh confirmed that it was there so i was gonna send it out and then i got sick and then i was home and i was had some time to do that so packaged it up uh you know it, put it in one box basically what you do what you should do when you send a watch is uh you know put it in something plastic with the you know ziploc bag with the documentation in it put it in a box and then like wrap it in another box and each time put your name and address on it so that if it, if, if the thing gets ripped open in transit someone can find you so took the time to do that contacted them send it there and uh uh went to the post office and kind of was I, in person and was timidly like, you know, they're like, uh, you know, you want, I want to get insurance on this. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. And so they're like, to send it to LA, it was like $13 or whatever. And they're like, yeah, with, you know, $50 of insurance. And it was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 uh, 2000 And they're like, oh, and like this 20-year-old behind the counter was like, oh, <laughs> like, this is a serious, this is a serious business. So, uh, so then it was like, yeah, that'll be thirty-eight dollars. <laughs> wow! Well, yeah. And so, so I, I uh, got the tracking number, and uh, you know, kept an eye on, kept an eye on the tracking number meticulously. Had that up in the window, made sure it was delivered, and then they they confirmed. They sent me an email that said, "Yes, we got it." So, so it's in it's in place. Haven't haven't received any. Uh, they've had it for a couple of days. Haven't received any status or anything. But I will keep you guys updated. Yeah, absolutely. So my, I guess I've been wearing. Again, this is like the third podcast in the row, but I'm still been wearing that Ultimate Turtle. If anyone's not seen the the video that Chris and I did on this, we basically made the Ultimate Turtle for me. We 
regulated the movement we put new hands on it and the hands are just fantastic and i'm like obsessed with this watch the first time i've ever been obsessed with the seiko watch so i've essentially been wearing that and my tudor uh, the black bay 58 of course but yeah i just love this um but breaking news this will probably shock you people i imagine but i put my speedmaster on chrono 24 to see what would happen what yes yeah oh no yeah, I've, I've, um, I know it's the watch that I've had the longest, and if anybody's been watching the channel, you know that I absolutely love this watch. But since I got it serviced, this sounds awful. Since I got it serviced, it's in such pristine condition. I'm absolutely paranoid about wearing it. Now, I'm suddenly realizing that's interesting. It's yeah. interesting that it that it ruined it, sort of not ruined it, but but made it so, so salty. You know, for yeah, <laughs> it was. I'm not wearing it. Um, yeah. And I realized that on Chrono 24, they're going for around about $4,000, let's say, between three and a half and $4,000. And I'm like, wow. And I know it will go up in value over time, but I'm thinking, wow, if, if you put 3500 in like the stock market, for example, I think it would probably increase more. Than that. So I'm going to see what happens. It's definitely not a, a foregone conclusion that it'll be sold, but I'm just kind of seeing what happens and I'll, I'll report back on that. Um, but we'll leave that there wow. before I get wow. emotional. And if, and if the listeners want, if the listeners want, uh, you know, email us, let us know, and I will, I will go over to Sam's house and put like a hairline scratch on the back of the, <laughs> <laughs> so that so that he can so that he can live with it again. I, that's uh, that's so uh, that's so disappointing. You should. Uh, I feel bad because it's you know it's it's a lot you know it's something you enjoy it's something you talked about all the time. Yeah, so. I, and I have fallen a bit out of love with this. This might be a subject for another time but yeah this is going to sound really weird to some people i fully appreciate it. it even sounds weird when i think it back in my head but we've been talking a lot about amiga the last couple of weeks where they released that titanium watch they released that titanium aquaterra they released this new uh, 321 movement i think that they are absolutely taking the piss with their pricing and it, it's affected <laughs> Honestly, this is going to sound weird. It affects how I think about the brand. I loved Omega. I loved what they what what they represented. I think this just nothing but absolute price gouging really affects what I think of the brand. And it happens with Seiko as well. Like I think some of the new Seiko models, that Seiko Arnie watch that they're knocking out for four hundred dollars, which is essentially a you know a quartz watch that a looks cool but is overpriced. It's affecting how I how I think about Omega. Now, I've got a couple of really cool Omega reviews coming up, uh, so I'm going back and forth on it, but that's I'm not sure what direction they're taking. And that's not the primary yeah. reason why I'm yeah. why I'm selling it, but it does it gave me certain pause for thought about whether I would buy a another um Omega watch. But um anyway, I'm probably gonna really upset a lot of people who probably will unsubscribe from my channel for me daring to <laughs> mention Omega. And and I'll probably make if I do end up selling it, I will make another uh, upload on this so that you guys can, you know, really understand the thinking behind it. But and, anyway. and and I will say and just to just to finish, I will say, you you did mention to me, you did mention to me one time you said, you know, you used to swim with your Speedmaster, and now you're now that you know more about them, 
it's it's this catch twenty two that we're in as uh, watch aficionados. Yeah. Is when you know how the seals work, when you know like how the pressure testing work, when you know how these watches are put together, when you know how uh, tenuous like a snapback, like a like a thirty meter. Um, where the case back just snaps in. When you know how tenuous that water resistance is, when you when you suddenly discover that, then you're like, oh geez, like my Orient Bambino, I won't I won't even wash like I won't even touch. I will take it off to wash my hands. <laughs> like, you know, and so like I think you're suffering a little bit from that. You know, now that you're now that you know more about it, you're kind of like peeled back the the layers, peeled back the covers. I think it's like yeah. I think it's like computers. So I, I've I've always been a Mac fan ever since i was a kid we've always had macs and i remember when my mum had an imac that she started using and she was paranoid about breaking it and i used to say to her i'm like mum you don't know enough about computers for you to break this i said <laughs> i know enough about this to break right. it yeah and it's the same it, it, and so it's a that's, that's an actual, sort of that, excellent I, I point guess. yeah an yeah. excellent point you made there that the more you know about watches the more you know about the ins and outs of it and and, yeah. and things like that so anyway. like like my uh my father-in-law was winding i got uh i got him a, a khaki king mechanical and he's like oh i love this watch and he's winding it and he is just like grinding on it for like 40 times which is fine like i know the barrel i know the barrel is not connected so i know like you can't it's not like a 19 you know an 1850s watch where you'll snap the barrel or whatever but he's just grinding on it grinding on it he must have put like 50 turns into the thing and the whole time i'm like tensed up like oh my god stop but i but it's a hamilton khaki it'll be fine it's it's a it's yeah. a it's an omega speedmaster it'll be fine <laughs> yeah and it's funny isn't it because even if even if you did like destroy it you still would send it in for a service and they would probably rate, rate right. say, um, you know, replace all the, but anyway, before right. I get all emotional <laughs> okay. about my Speedmaster, we'll, <laughs> we'll go on to what's your watch obsession been this week. Uh, all right. So two, to, two so far, if you've been watching my Instagram, I have been working on that 300 homage that I did, uh, built out of Seiko parts, used an SKX case, got some, uh, got a, a dial and hands, and of uh, basically, uh, I had I had the dial in hands, and I liked what it was, how it was coming. So I went back and I ordered a loom ceramic bezel insert, and a and then a uh, coin edge bezel. And then I went, and then I did some more, and I got that together. And I was like, oh, it needs the it needs the top hat crystal. And so it's a good thing Crystal Times is in the U.S. They're close. They're like they ship from Irvine. You're like, I want to go. I'm going to go down the street and raid their uh, raid their parts department. Anyway, uh, got that in so that I put that together. Uh, so that's one of my obsessions, uh, definitely this this week. How about you? Yeah, I've been because of because it's January, and of course January is the month that I suddenly get into uh, into the gym for you know f for the next three months. Um, <laughs> I've been kind of thinking about whether I need like a G Shock again. But I've been it, it, the the beast inside me has been like obsessing about G-Shock watches for like the stopwatch functionality and things like that. But then the rational part of me, so like the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other, the angel inside me has been like, "Well, you've sold every G-Shock you've ever owned. You know, you've got a perfectly <laughs> good citizen watch, and really, what you do need is, you know, you you could use your phone fitness app. You've got a heart rate sensor that's going to tell you more than a stopwatch." But then I'm like, oh, but G-Shock would be so cool. And so I've been kind of going back and forth with it on uh, whether I should get another G-Shock. 
collection or not i mean i've got that great little citizen pro master the the i love that but um what's your what's your is that your knockabout uh, yeah knock around watch is that because i've got a couple actually <laughs> yeah that's that's the knockabout watch um where i've done a video on it that little citizen pro master i think is probably one of the best watch dive watches you can get for under 200 dollars. it's quartz citizen i think do a better job of their quartz watches than almost any other brand that i can think about uh, that i think of uh, especially like seiko and stuff like that i think their their quartz watches are really cool but um yeah but you so you currently don't have a little a little g shot you don't have a g-shock no. with stopwatch you don't really interesting i still have my i still have mine from long ago yeah um, I, I have sold them i had that range range man which i think the range man's the best g-shot they ever made i sold that I go up and down with my collection because I'm reviewing watches so often. Um, you know, it's it's funny that um, I kind of fall in and out of love with them. This is the thing that I think, going back to my Speedmaster. Now, I've never really, re there's only one watch I ever regretted selling. And bearing in mind, I've sold, bought and sold tens, if not in the hundreds of watches over the years. Um, I only ever regretted selling that little CWC mechanical watch. Mm -hmm. um, only and I only regretted it not because I wanted to keep it I regretted it because I thought I could sell it for more like a couple of years afterwards because the market went crazy so I'm not sure that I will obsess about my Speedmaster after I sell it but anyway we'll, we'll leave that there because I'll start getting all uh, we, well, we well you will when they go right well when you you will when they go up market and they're six thousand dollars well you, maybe but then, that's when you'll <laughs> yeah but then that was I, I'm gonna do that if I do sell it I will honestly I promise the the listeners here that i will do a breakdown on my channel i did this with rolex a long time ago where i said is rolex a good investment like if you'd bought a rolex i think i went back to 2010 and so i did 2010 to 2019 like if you'd bought uh an eight thousand dollar rolex how much would you make if you sold it and regardless of what you you regardless of how you look at it even if you put that money in the stock now Obviously, this is an investment you can wear. There's people that buy watches not for investments. I buy them not for investments. Um, otherwise, I would buy Rolex. But, um, you know, even just not knowing anything about the stock market and just throwing it in like a... Whatever, yeah, you, whatever, make more yeah, money, seven, seven percent. Yeah. yeah, you'd make more money back on it. Anyway, we'll, 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 dive, into the, uh, we'll dive into the news because we've got a couple of news stories and then we've got to talk about um, the biggest controversy i think in the watch youtube scene for a long time so we'll save that one till the end because we'll probably have quite a good conversation about this and we promised each other at the start of this that we wouldn't talk about what we knew about this news story because we want a fresh reaction and i think that's probably <laughs> the best way of doing it so all right first story as always i'll read the story out and chris you can have a bit of a comment on it this story is from Watch Pro, and again, all of these links are in the show notes page. And um, so, first story is eBay released its watch sales for this year. No surprise that Rolex accounted for twenty five percent of the watches or the luxury watches that are sold on eBay. But they released the top five watches that were sold on eBay. Now, I'm amazed by this. So it starts off $100,000. They sold an 18 carat rose gold uh, Pearl for Master for $100,000 Rolex. Next, 139500 Patek Philippe Grand Compilation Manual Wind. 
145,000 uh, AP um, millinery MC12 Tourbillon Platinum Watch. Next one up from that, $148,000 Richard Mill RM11 Flyback Chronograph Rose Gold Titanium Watch. And their top watch, 535,499 Patek Philippe Grand Compilation Chronograph Watch. Now, who in the hell is selling <laughs> a qu- well, half a million, over half a million dollars Patek Philippe? Bearing in mind that Chrono 24 charged 6.5% and they have that escrow, blah, blah, blah. eBay charge a minimum 10% then plus the 3% for... So you've 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 sold you, their commission on that was like right. sixty thousand dollars or yeah, something. Yeah, sixty thousand dollars, easy, easy. Yeah, wow, wow. Who and by the way, who has five hundred thousand dollars in their PayPal account? <laughs> exactly. It's just like like you go to the uh, uh, did they do financing? That's what I want to know. They're like <laughs> they finance, they're like yeah, we'll do the firm financing or that's wow, five hundred thousand. That's I mean, that's truly, it's kind of truly goes back. I think eBay in its heyday, early 2000s, so 2005, 2007, something like that. It was like that novel, like this, this thing sold for, you know, crazy millions of dollars or whatever. When, when you had those, uh, listings where people would just put something. Yeah. That was, you like know, Britney on there. Spears used Kleenex or, or, or whatever. whatever yeah. yeah. Whatever it was, or like, or the, uh, who's it? The, uh, Jesus toast. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Then you would see, then I could still believe that, but I, yeah, I find it. Wow. That's, that is surprising. I, uh, don't have that in my PayPal account. So. No. And then I know eBay <laughs> have this eBay verified thing, which I think they charge mm-hmm. even like 20% for. So yes. Think- so I do know a little bit about that. Apparently they, so they are, they charge, but they become basically the middleman. So then they take the watch it gets sent to their middleman. It gets inspected, and all this means is someone's paying the you know additional two hundred dollars to have this happen. So this isn't going to happen on your nineteen uh, seventies you know Seiko Bellmaster or whatever. It's gonna if this is for the this is for something that you're in for you know ten fifteen thousand dollars. I would say I've seen it on watches uh, in the sub five thousand dollar range. Yeah, it's I mean it's a good service that they own, and they're obviously gonna they're trying to go for this more luxury market as they're no doubt receiving immense competition. But yeah, it's funny what you say. I mean, I've sold on eBay since I think I registered my eBay account in two thousand and five, and there was there was a time that you could sell pretty much anything on there. Now it's a lot harder. I mean, I have stuff sat waiting to sell, not watches in particular, but other things like household things that sit there for for months not being sold uh, right but um okay yeah Yeah, so next next story is and it's another one to do with an auction and this is a story that i have been messaged at work multiple times about this even because people say oh you like watches and and it is a really interesting story now when the first people sent me this they were like oh there's a the watch on antiques roadshow and i think i just assumed it was that one that was circulating about five years ago with the guy who had the gmt but, the original gmt yeah, yeah and he got it when he was in the army or whatever but this one's even more amazing isn't it a guy went on antiques roadshow with a brand well we say brand new but he kept no, i mean this, he really is yeah yeah this pristine condition paul newman rolex daytona and they wanted like it, it got value between five hundred and seven seven hundred thousand dollars what right. Yeah, what do you think about that? 
I was looking for comments about this. His reaction seemed a little canned. I'll say that. Because he kind of does this, like, slap duo, you know, like, I can't even believe it, and then falls over kind of thing. I think it's a little canned. Okay. Everybody had fun with that. Um, but, yeah, the specific, you know, he had the specific... It's like, what's it, the, the, the quarter that got stamped? So, like, ten quarters back, like, a hundred years ago got stamped two-headed. So there's, like, you know, the two-headed quarter. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, one of maybe ten, and they're worth... They just happen to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars because it never happens. So it's, like, this lightning strike sort of situation where it's, like, he just have Because if he had a... You know, if he had a... A, a you know a GMT, you know he'd be what did he be seventy eighty thousand maybe, but just but because he had the Daytona, because he had the Daytona, um it yeah I got I got the same thing I got a bunch of people be like oh hey did you hear about this yeah it's funny isn't <laughs> a little, it little cliche you know um but yeah sad though my reaction is he never wore it yeah. So, like, this is the, so, this is the sad, you know, watch aficionado in me that says, you know, like, right, but you didn't, you didn't enjoy having a Daytona. I mean, it's, you know, so amazing now, okay, you have, you could potentially get all this money and someone could certainly enjoy it. Now, what I'm interested to see is if someone buys this, you know, is, is this someone who's going to pop it on the wrist? Yeah, it it is a shame, isn't it? It it's that age old, especially with the way that Rolex is now. People are really seeing them as an investment. Not that they were weren't a couple of years ago, but certainly it's it's got crazy now. So let's um let's do our final story here. Seiko have released. Uh, people are calling it the King Turtle. I don't think that's their name for it. But essentially, they've taken a turtle and they're kind of rep- responding back to what the fans. That are saying is the deficiency with the Seiko Turtle, which is lack of ceramic bezel and lack of sapphire crystal. And they've created this enhanced version, but they're charging like double the price for it. Now the dials look spectacular. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's the it's the SRP E03 is that uh, black dial. It's sort of a, a grid. It doesn't look like carbon fiber. It's just like a square, set of squares. It's got some depth to it. It looks pretty good. Like a waffle. Yeah. And then uh, the blue one is... Let me look it up I here. believe they said the blue is actually limited edition. Um, I don't see anything on Long Island Watch about it being limited, but it's the SRP E07. Okay, so the O... What did I say? O3? Yeah, 05? it's O3, O5, and O7, I think, are the... Oh, okay. I only saw two, though. There's definitely, so yeah, there's another one. Oh, there's the green one. All the black. There's a green, and then there's an all black one with a ceramic. All black, and then the blue SRP07. The blue looks great. Yeah, th- I think the only, if you just sort of glanced at it, the only thing that you would visually, if you spotted it on somebody's wrist, the only thing that visually you would notice, except for the the, the dial color would be the, it has a cyclops on it. Or or it, yeah. it, it, should we call it a cyclops? It's more like a monobrow. Right. <laughs> Right, right. The the long clops. The long clops. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. um, and because we created the ultimate turtle, which I'm wearing at the moment, we put a right. sapphire on it, and we could have put ceramic if we wanted to, but we didn't. But we we tuned the movement. Now, uh, if you watch that video, there was a whole to and fro, and I spent far more on this watch than I ever needed to. But if we were just looking at the raw 
the raw mm-hmm. cost of it. I Final th- cost, yeah. yeah. It was like $45 for the sapphire, which is beautiful. I guess what the what what do you think a ceramic bezel would have charged? So the my ceramic bezel was like fifty bucks. Okay. So that's like a hundred dollars. So you could have bought essentially a base model, say they're three hundred on eBay, uh, three hundred, yeah. and then put another hundred dollars into it, that's four fifty. I mean It seemed yeah, it seemed pretty similar to the My Turtle where where I I think I picked my SRP um seven seven three up for 280 i think i got it for or just under 300 okay so let's just say 300 i did the ceramic bezel for 50 i did the uh coin edge bezel for 50 so that's 100 i did a sapphire another 50 i'm, I'm sure they're like 45 65 something like that but okay so that's 150 dollars. all right so now we're into 450 uh obviously the time it took to to do the movement the hands let's let's say another hundred dollars for the seals and the hands you know so 550 um so i was happy to see that right now they're available for 595 so that's great <laughs> i can start i can i can now sell them as a, at a profit Perfect. yeah it's weird isn't it because they're essentially and nothing's changed with the movement so we've still got their version of the the 4r 36 or whatever it is and we put a nh i, I mean i don't know who this is going to appeal to when the standard turtle is just as with exception of the mineral glass you're only getting a slight upgrade. Now, if they'd upgraded the movement significantly, then maybe it's justified, but we'll, we'll definitely... I know. It, and when I, and also, with the, and we talked about the Cyclops or the, the Uniclops. The, mono, the monobrow, <laughs> I'm mono, calling mono it. Monoclops, right. Uh, that's like the first thing I'd want to take off of it. So now I would like to, you know, but okay, if you can deal with that, that's fine. But it, yeah, it's, I, w- I was happy as, as someone who has modded one of these and put about this much into it to be like, oh, this is what they go for, you know? And I always felt that Seiko should have made this. I mean, I, I see the stuff coming from like Spinnaker and from the same, you know, the same micro brands that are in that price point and they're offering, you know, for, for 300 and something dollars, they're offering Sapphire, they're offering ceramic, they're offering, you know, better, better movements, maybe, maybe Miota, maybe, you know, ETA, maybe not ETA, but in, if you get into like 600, you get maybe ETA. So I was looking for Seiko to do something like this. Now that they have, that's great, but the price really shouldn't have been 595 for you know, $600. The price should re- like, they should be able to produce this for, 400 three, 350 400 yeah i'd be all over it for 400 i think that seiko like their dials there's they're absolutely fantastic but um so before we dive into the main topic of this podcast let's just pause for 30 seconds if you guys are interested in supporting chris and i on this channel you can actually sponsor us on the anchor website but as well as that, we're not expecting you to uh, donate any money to us. It's just if you wanted to. But as we're uh, running, trying to run this and keep it going for as long as possible, we've got a brief word from our sponsor, which is actually me. So I'm just going to pause for a second and here's a quick ad break. Okay, Chris, now on to our main story. Now, it's not often that there's a controversy in the world of watch YouTubers. I Some mean, serious drama. Serious drama, or as the kids would say, spilling the tea, I think is the right word on YouTube, <laughs> they say. But right. this is an incredible story. Now, 
if for regular viewers of my YouTube channel, you'll know that I've mentioned a YouTuber called Horology House quite a few times. He, and here, you've mentioned him here. I've too. mentioned him here as well. His reviews that he does are nothing short of some of the best macro footage i would say only secondary to watchfinder now watchfinder obviously there's a huge company behind them they're owned by richemont group they're using those black magic cameras but this guy from horology house his camera work is it's almost virgin on making an adult movie of a watch i would <laughs> i would say without actually yeah, saying the yeah. word now just to frame this story up, and as I said at the start of the podcast, Chris and I haven't discussed this because we wanted to come in fresh, but essentially there was a, a Reddit post that sprung up, I would say, a couple of days ago now, two or three days ago, that was saying that Chris, uh, who runs the Horology House channel, has been selling fake Rolexes. Now, not only has he been selling fake Rolexes, but when people have been calling him out on it, he's been given many, many excuses. Now, I'll just say that and we'll talk about it, but what's happened in today, and this is three days later after the story broke and we're on the 2nd of February here, 2020, that not only has he not only not only has he only responded once to these accusations, but he's made his Instagram private. He's deleted his own subreddit that he had his own subreddit and his YouTube channel has been taken down. Now, he had 67,000 um, YouTube subscribers and I predicted in one of my recent uploads that he would surpass even the likes of Teddy Barbazar because simply because his reviews are were stunning that his camera work was just i was so so jealous of this so this this is it's amazing it's amazing really in the watch youtube scene but what 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 have you heard on this chris yeah so i was browsing reddit r watches the other day and just casually and then somebody said something and i saw something about horology house and i was like oh horology house that's the guy that does the macro shots the super good i mean you had mentioned he made a g-shock i mean he made that new g-shock the new um like the royal oak version people the, call yeah. it the g-shock oak they're calling it the yeah the g-oak the g-shock oak he made that look like a million dollars i mean just in his macro shots so i was looking through Reddit and the kind of the comments, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I know this. I know what's. I know what this." I was like, "Really, this guy?" Uh, and I also apparently he posts or someone. So the details, I guess, and this is again, this is all very fresh. This is like three days fresh. Um, someone posted about this Daytona that they bought. They posted on Reddit as well as on the Rolex forums, and they had determined that it was that it was a fake and the irony is uh horology house has a video how to spot a fake rolex which someone has now re-uploaded several people for the, for the irony of it right and i mean if you look if you watch that video so i mean like maybe we should link to one of the ones that upload if you watch that video i mean I, I showed my wife, I just turned and I was, I paused the screen and I was like, can you tell? And like, just looking and she's like, no, I'd have no way to tell. And this is like a macro shot of both. And I was like, I think maybe he was counting on that. Yeah. I'm so I will just say that we don't know. I don't know Chris uh, that 
Chris personally. Um, we we are going from we are going from the data on here, and what, I think one of the top comments on Reddit it that Reddit article is it, they've actually locked the discussion now. They yeah, they did. Yeah, nine hundred and seventy six responses. And I think one of the Reddit users said it the best where they said, well, there's always three sides to a story like this. His side, the the person, the other person's side, and then the truth, which I thought was mm-hmm. hilarious. So we are, mm-hmm. we, we are, um, we're going to just, we're just presenting the story. We're not, we're not right. saying either way, right. you know, yeah. innocent till yeah. proven guilty and all that jazz. But some of the, especially, did you read, and it was a long read, but on that Reddit article is the WhatsApp exchange he had with the guy, one of the guys. So he, He's been accused, what would you say, four times now? I think so, yeah. And I, and I saw that, yeah, I saw someone, I didn't read the WhatsApp, WhatsApp exchange. I saw the too long didn't read of it, which was basically like the crappy stuff where he posted a picture of a, because he's in Australia. He's based out of Australia and he put, apparently posted a picture of, you know, he said his parents' house on fire or whatever and like from the from the fires in Australia. And then they were able to easily do an image search to see that it was just a literally an image search from Google that they had posted up. So, you know, he's pulling people's strings. Just all, it's so just awful. It's just awful. It, when I told my wife, she, I mean, like, I get, like, doesn't, not interested in watches the way you and I are, and like, just it, it, peripherally. And I, I told her this story, and she's like, what, what an absolute ass. And I was like, well, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Based on, you know, he's got this great YouTube channel. He's, he, you know, like you said, he was, he was ready to surpass. I mean, just, I knew about him. You knew about him. He's, you know, popular on the channel. We've seen his videos. If you're, if you're into watches at all, I'm sure. If you're into watches at all in the last six months, you have seen one of his videos on YouTube for sure. Um, what a, what a strange, strange turn of events. Yeah, it's amazing because I didn't realize this, but reading some of the Reddit comments that Aust- the Australian watch scene is obviously it's a lot smaller than the U.S. It's probably a lot smaller than the U.K. But he was quite a rising star in the quite a celebrity and i know quite a few people were really jumping to his defense and one of their one of their arguments i don't know if you saw this was that they're saying well you know he kind of admitted that there was a mistake and that he he felt he apparently he'd bought a a set of rolexes over over many years that he'd kept as investments and that he'd been duped and that he eventually gave the person the money back but a it, it, did you read that it this took months for this person to get yeah that? yeah he was he was right he and he, he was slow to get the watch and then he was slow to return you know return the money it's it's interesting here i saw another youtuber that talked about uh a, getting a fake oris and the seller of the fake oris the guy who sold it to this youtuber was like oh i bought it gray market and i was like so so disingenuous because he blames the gray market. And in this case, you know, he blames like, oh, I got it a long time ago, or it was sitting in a safe as an investment. But both of those things, you know, so like such BS, because now the gray market, it, it takes a hit because, you know, people are like, I, I've heard many times people are like, well, that's why you got to go buy it in an AD. Now, this is absolutely what, this is absolutely what all the top brands want you to do. They want you to walk into their AD and buy. So, so that's fine. I understand, you know, taking a risk on eBay, that sort of thing. But it was so, uh, to have him blame, uh, to have this other YouTuber with his Oris blame the gray market. Well, 
he didn't get it on the gray market. He knew it was a fake watch, and he's just he's just blaming it on he's just blaming it on gray market. Bl- oh, uh, this is a watch I got from a friend, a buddy, whatever. It's all it's all shit. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> uh, th- two things are. Fu- I mean, I, I would never buy a Rolex off a watch forum. I'm not discrediting the the watch forums. I know people that have a good at things. I, everybody knows that I'm a huge fan of like Bob's watches for for used pre owned Rolexes. They really know their stuff. Plus, you can actually go there and take the watch. But the couple of the really interesting points that people made, one was that, hey, this person replied back to him straight away and said, hey, you've sent me a fake watch. And what he people are kind of incriminating by saying, well, what he didn't say was, well, no, I didn't. You you're going to, re- you know, he didn't argue with the person. Right, there was, yeah, there was almost a admission right there. Yeah. So what big question has been in the whole of this is what's the scam so what is the scam if he is he's selling a fake rolex and then he he's eventually giving the money back when he's kind of called out on it so there's two theories about what scam is the if there allegedly if there is an alleged scam what is that alleged scam there's two theories for this and i'll i'll get your opinion on this chris one theory is that hey he if he sends out 10 fake Rolexes and honestly, apparently these are amazing, amazing copies that one of them only knew this because his friend was a Daytona expert. And this this friend did did images side by side on the Rolex forum post. So he's saying, well, he only needs to refund nine people and he's made like 30 grand on the one person that he's fooled. So that's one theory that I'll get your opinion on in a second. The other one is that he charging allegedly a sales tax so an australian sales tax of 10 percent. so is he basically selling it charging the sales tax and then refunding it minus the sales the sales tax so he's making like a 10 percent levy on it but what, what do you think on them two kind of theories the first thing is if you see you're absolutely right they're super well done so you take i'd be willing to bet if you had a $1,700 fake Daytona, you, you couldn't tell, you couldn't tell the difference, you know, casually, you couldn't tell the difference if you, you spent that kind of money on it. So you take a watch that you spent 17, 18 to even $2,000. He was selling that for, I think it was $24,000. So 22,000 in profit of, of, you know, that he gets to keep. And of course he's going to pay taxes because like, that's, you know, he wants to seem legitimate and like, just keep the tax man happy, you know, whatever. It's not his money at that point. So that's kind of, yeah, I, I, I feel that's kind of the scam is, is he sends it to 10 people and, and maybe one person is like suspect and he, he just, he doesn't say anything. He immediately is like, okay, dude, I'll give you your money back. Don't worry about it. You know, let's keep this off the channel. It's kind of what I, it's kind of what I took. And this person went out of their way to be like, no, I'm not keeping this off the channel. Everybody needs to know that this is happening. Yeah. He saw, I think, yeah, I think he, I noticed some of that you're saying, look, you know, I, I refund you the money he's taking people many months and he's only like partially he's kind of like partially funding it so is it some kind of allegedly he's only partially refunded it is it some kind of like pyramid scheme where he's essentially you know um 
the, the people that do go back at him is allegedly is he then re- refunding those and just hoping that yeah like, some, yeah some people were mentioning like a Ponzi scheme where because of the because of the time it took them to get it so they would be like they would buy you be like yes I wanted to buy this watch and they'd be like okay sure we'll send you the watch and then like two months would go by and so then in that Ponzi scheme sort of way where you're like you're you're taking other people's money to buy a real one to to then send to this one guy that you've strung out for two, three months, and then you got six or seven other buyers who maybe you send a fake to, maybe you don't, whatever, and then you string them out for six or three months. And so, like, quickly, with a $20,000 $20, watch, if you've got 10 buyers of a $20,000 watch, you can quickly get a pile of money in a Ponzi scheme where you never pay, where eventually it falls down and you never pay, you know, you never get these 10 watches out to these guys. Yeah, it's amazing as well, and if this did if you know if this did happen if the, if this is a real if this is a real thing that that he did scam these people um then it's funny because his channel his youtube channel adds a lot of credibility to him as a person because not only is he getting hold of some incredible watches like he's got grand seiko's on there he's got the and these watches i'm sure aren't that easy to get hold of in certainly in australia where uh, I know Jody at Just One More Watch talks about this, where the Australians are, pay a premium on top of what right. we would pay over here, because they're right, because they're not they're not Asia, they're not the United States, and they're not Europe, and so they suffer. For, and it's like basically in that order, you know, that like Swiss mar- Swiss man Swiss marketing or Swiss manufacturers like they're 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 advertising to Asia, they're advertising what, number one Asia, number two US, and actually maybe even number three US, but you know then Europe. Yeah, Australia falls off that. Yeah. yeah, and it'll be funny because apparently now he's, I mean, he's got no real way of, like, responding to this. He's taken down all his social media ones. I was stunned. I mean, like, admission of guilt, I was stunned. Uh, I was sitting down last night, and I was going through YouTube, just watching some stuff on, on the TV. And I I saw my subscription. So I was subscribed to his channel, and then it was just blank. And it like, and it looked like it wouldn't load. And it was like, I thought something like, I thought something was wrong with my Roku. <laughs> I was like, oh, Roku's broken like this. And I'm like, I was like, wait, wait, did he just, did he take everything down? And then like pull it up on my phone. I'm like, oh, it's gone. Yeah. And what, I mean, I, you know, you could tell from when I reviewed it on my channel, just how, how proud I was of how he was filming these watches and how he represented the YouTube community and how jealous I was of some of those. We joked about this, but that that video he did of the the G Shock Royal Oak. I mean, if that could be the opening title sequence to a Star Wars film, I mean, it was <laughs> right, it was yeah. incredible. I mean, you drew you, you, as soon as you watch that, you're on Amazon. Like, oh, I, I have to have I this. Got, watch. Yeah, I absolutely did the same thing. I did the same thing. I looked at them, and then for anybody that's done it, like, and we should definitely we should talk about uh, we should do a thing on kind of watch photography. <laughs> but uh, if anyone's even like mildly attempted it and i mean i was doing some yesterday you you look at it under a 10x or you zoom in with your camera you get your slr pointed at the thing you light the thing with you know your soft lights or whatever like i'll still see little specks of dust and stuff i mean he had immaculate immaculately clean and i was like oh it's a (laughs) crap and then he had like in some of his shots where he presented them really well as well and in some of the shots he had his lenses in the background and that is I believe the photographers call it glass, but that is like several tens of thousands, probably dollars oh, yeah. worth of lenses yeah. that he had yeah. in the background. So he must be some kind of 
professional photographer, whether he's a, a news reporter, he must do it for a business because this, it was incredible, some of his, uh, and the fact that it, it enhanced it even more because Watchfinder's always a mystery, isn't it? Because you only see the guy's hands, you never actually see him. Right, you never see the person, um, yeah. Whereas he was, showed who he was, yeah. yeah. And you would, to, you, would totally buy, you would totally buy into that he was you know, fully above board. You probably wouldn't question if you were buying a Rolex off him that he... He ran the, that uh, you mentioned the Australian forums or the Australian scene. He apparently was a moderator on the Facebook forums for the Australian watch group. He got a ton, he got a ton of people there all riled up. So that was interesting. And then he had another person that was working with him in, on the Australian watch forum group, Facebook, that like came to defend him and et cetera. And that got all weird drama, weird internet drama, but yeah, well, we'll leave, um, we'll leave a, a link to this Reddit and then you obviously make your own mind. Yeah, check it out. We just wanted yeah. to bring this story to you. We're, I, I guess we're not, we're not deciding either way and honestly, innocent right. or proven guilty. Uh, probably, probably guilty. But, <laughs> <laughs> probably the way you, you know, when that YouTube channel dis- disappeared, one of the things that I'm interested in asking you about is I have not been to, Bob Bob's watches, but I would be very curious to see the secret room at Bob's watches where they have the we know this is fake and we have to call the customer and let them know. That has to happen. That has to happen all the time. I'm sure it does. I've been in there and and sat with some of the val- the valuers and stuff like that, and they these what they know about Rolex is it would blow your mind. I mean they they've told me things about. You know, they'll be like, "Oh, this watch is worth twenty thousand, but then there's it, this one that's got the s- slightly different font, font, or that." There's one called the Flat Four, which is essentially a the Rolex Kermit watch. Which if anyone's familiar with the Rolex is the green bezel and black. And if that's got a four that is a slightly different font, that that is many. You, you've got to really understand. That's why if you don't understand Rolex, and I don't. You don't understand what you're buying for. There is absolutely no reason that I think that you should not be going to somebody like Bob's Watches, or even if you could buy it from an AD, then buy it from an AD. But where you you've actually got some recourse now, I'm sure you know 99% of the people that sell Rolexes on forums are above board. But I and and if you know what you're looking, if you know if you've got to educate yourself, essentially, I think if you know what you're looking for, then you know. I, you know Steve, who's a good friend of a good friend of mine, who we used to work with. He's bought Rolex, but he knows his shit when it comes to Rolexes. <laughs> right, I don't right, know yeah. enough not to be right. scammed. I wouldn't know that this Rolex that that the images look incredible. We'll keep you guys abreast of this story if if it evolves from any further on. So Chris, should we should we wrap it up there? The other thing I was going to say is, you know, just like a. bill, a $20 bill, you know, is worth value. These, you know, a Rolex watch is, is always going to be worth something to to someone. So it's going to always be the target. And it's almost a reason why I would maybe not go for Rolex unless it was for an AD, you know, from an AD or or Bob's watches or someone who absolutely knows their stuff. Um, because these are going to be the watches that are going going to be the most copied. These are the twenty dollar bills of watches because they can they can turn them out. They can build them for they can build amazing ones for a thousand dollars and turn out seven ten thousand dollars for them. Yeah, and that is a great 
I'm glad you said that. That is a great point because while Rolex continues to mess about with the market, restricting what they're doing, it's encouraging them to go down these other routes. Like Rolex is whatever they're playing at, who knows? But it's encouraging people to who want to buy Rolex, who love the brand, who want to invest in it. They're having to look at these alternatives. Right. And it's right. It's almost it's right. So it's a disservice because they don't have it. So you can't walk in and buy it. So then they go and they say, all right, well, I want it used or whatever. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go for that one that was one hundred and five thousand on eBay. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's pushing them towards these other services. I, I find it interesting. I will occasionally look to see it's 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 a Google search away. But I'll occasionally look to see what watches are are being copied what watches are popularly being copied. And there are there are a handful. I've seen Oris. I've seen even in the $1,000 or excuse me, the sub $5,000 price point. Um, I've seen Oris. I've seen Bell & Ross. I've seen, um, uh, you know, a bunch of these brands. And I'll sort of key into like which ones they're making. And so like that top. So like if you see a... Blackbird limited edition Bell and Ross on eBay for $2,000. Don't buy it because it's a fake. You know, if you see a Oris Aquis, a brand new Oris Aquis on eBay for $1,500, it's a fake. You know, like it's, it's, you know, you have to watch out for these sort of things. So it's certainly not as, I don't think it's as prevalent in the other brands. So it, you know, it, 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 you know, it makes me think like maybe I'm safe. Maybe I'm safe because I'm not buying them. Yeah, and that's probably a little bit of a tease for an upcoming right. upload that we're going to be working on. So, guys, let us know what you think of this. Either email us directly at thecasualwatchreviewer at gmail.com. You can also contact me on my Instagram, which is at thecasualwatchreviewer, and then Chris's Instagram, which is at everydaymastery all one word. You can contact us, let us know what you think of the news stories this week. We appreciate you listening. Chris, thanks again for uh, for joining me and uh, talking the horology news. As always, guys, we appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.